It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Locked On Lakers for Tuesday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. The Lakers get blasted by the Celtics on Christmas. Get some bad injury news in the process. That's next. You are locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks to everybody for making Locked on Lakers your first listen of every day, Monday through Friday, sometimes on weekends, no matter how or where you get your podcasts. This one, always going to be free, never behind a paywall. Locked on Lakers on YouTube is where you can go hang out with over 22,000 subscribers to the channel, all of whom are ticked off at the results of Monday's Christmas Day. I want a full-on beatdown, but you know, certainly Boston, the better team, to say the very least, in, in this one. Um, the Lakers lose. They get some bad injury news on Gabe Vincent, which we will cover uh, before the end of the show. Um, Darvin Ham and LeBron James both have said some very interesting things about kind of the state of the Lakers and where they stack up. Certainly, Andy, after losing 126-115 to the Celtics, um, it is clear that they are not as good as the elite teams on a night-in, night-out basis Saturday's win notwithstanding in Oklahoma City. No, and you know they're they're at this place right now where they're clearly looking to figure some stuff out. What was working for them during that stretch that culminated with the IST final win has not been sustainable for a variety of reasons, you know, some of which are a repeat of how the season began with a lack of continuity and guys in and out of the lineup. Um, which we will get to, will now include Gabe Vincent for quite some time. But also, too, the the fatigue factor is really a thing for this team. Like I, I heard during the ABC broadcast, I, I knew, obviously, we both knew, talked about that they've been on the road a lot. But putting it in perspective, 21 of the last 30 days for the Lakers have been on the road they are now 16 and 15. They've played 17 road games or 31. They played 31 games, by the way, not counting the IST final because that doesn't count the standings. So right. They've played 32 games, but 31 in the standings. 17 of them have been on the road where they are 6 and 11. There's only one team in the league that has played officially more games than them. That's Denver, 32 official games. And they've also happened to have had 18 on the road. And there's only two teams in the league, the Knicks and the Jazz, who've had as many road games as the Lakers, 17. So it really just puts in perspective how many games the Lakers have played and how much they've traveled while playing all of those games, which I'm not bringing this up to make excuses for the team because this is the thing that you got to deal with at some point, given they all play the same amount of games. 
there will be a leveling off period for the team. They'll have more home games. Yeah, January, for example, is a much more home heavy schedule. Right. So it is not an excuse for the team, but I do I do think it provides contextual explanations for in part why things are happening. But make yeah. no mistake, it's not just going to get fixed by playing more games in January at home. It look, I mean the the the, the Celtics on on Monday on Christmas, like it's a big game. You know, there was I think some optimism that after Saturday's win in Oklahoma City, you know, they change the lineup Saturday. They they go out to play a really good game. Um, they they do everything that you would want them to do in terms of attitude and effort, and they go out and they they beat Oklahoma City in Oklahoma City. But I know you talked about it in the the show you did on Saturday. Uh, I mentioned it on Twitter. I, there were there were reasons to wonder whether or not the formula that they used to win that game was at all sustainable. And you know, Anthony Davis playing the entire second half, um, and you know, LeBron um, pushing hard minutes, and he you know scoring forty hit all five of his three pointers. And so they they used the same starting lineup, that new starting lineup on on Monday on Christmas. I will tell you, I was skeptical of. The idea of this new starting lineup with Cam Reddish and Jared Vanderbilt in there, D'Lo now goes to the bench. Before it happened, I was not super impressed with what it looked like on um, on on Saturday, even though the Lakers won. And I was really unimpressed with what it looked like on Monday. Um, I do not think this is a a lineup that works for the Lakers that is going to work long-term for the Lakers, even playing limited minutes. And the reason I say this is what Darvin and LeBron talked about after the game. This is a team with a limited margin for error. And I think to take the first five minutes of every half and put yourselves in a position where it is going to be really hard to get buckets where you are kind of limiting, I think, the effectiveness of, you know, LeBron and AD together in, you know, these are kind of critical minutes and all that kind of stuff. I just don't like this lineup. I don't. I don't like it at all. Um, I don't think it's going to to play well for them. And, and it it's it is a it's not the issue. But I think it's a it's it's you make a big deal out of a fix, and then you come back with this, and I don't get it. I don't think it's going to help them. Well, I mean, I do I do get why they did it. I, I talked about that during Saturday's show. I talked about it to some degree after Thursday's loss to the Timberwolves, where we both liked a lot of what we saw in terms of approach and defensive, clearly a, a, a attentiveness towards defense and stuff like that. I think this team's defensive upside is higher than its offensive upside. Whether So I understand doing this, and I do think that I think things have to go right in a lot of ways for it to work, but quite frankly, that has been the case for this team in first quarters no matter what they've done because when they've looked to have more spacing on this team, the reality is they don't have any spacing. Like the spacing is basically... Torian Prince 
And then to some degree, Austin Reeves, to some degree, D'Lo, although for D'Lo, that has been so hit or miss over the last month. There really is no... He has been, he's shot the ball better over the last three games. Right, but really. for the month, it, it has not no, been, been good. It, it, it's been terrible in December. Right. I'm just saying is, he does is, seem to have turned the corner a little bit. A little bit, but, but in the meantime, with D'Lo, there are a lot of defensive issues. And for this team, the first quarter has been by far the most problematic on both sides of the ball. It has been sure. the worst quarter they've had offensively. Like if you go through the splits for advanced numbers, for just counting stats, it has been by far the worst quarter offensively and the worst quarter defensively. And it's not even close. I, I did sure. the breakdown. I did the breakdowns today that included tonight's results uh, against the Celtics. So whether or not this is the fix, and I'm open to the idea that it could be certainly more than you, but either way, I understand the logic. Their defense has actually been a bigger problem in the first quarter. That is correct. The There's offense. no question. I, I'm not debating any of like. No, I know you're not, I, but again, I'm saying. I get why they wanted to make a change, and I get why they decided to lean big. We're going to play really big. We're going to try to bully people, and we're going to be as defensive-oriented at the beginning. They got – but all fine. They got their butts kicked early by Boston, too. And I feel like – They, they did, I, but some – I mean, honestly, some of that was shots you can't, that they should have. Look, they – but some of that with when – in the other games is they're – the other team's making a bunch of shots. Like No, no, but I'm saying some of the shots that they missed early in the first quarter against Boston were really makeable shots that, frankly, sure. doesn't matter who's on the court. But like that happens in every game. That happens. That happens in every game. But let, let's let's keep going on this because I feel like part of the issue here about the Lakers is the theme of after the game is what are we? And Darvin said some interesting things about um, needing attention to detail. Uh, like they can compete with the with other teams, but not if they don't get the details right. Um, LeBron talked about like them not matching up right now to the best teams in the league. These are very interesting comments um, that can mean a lot of different things and can be interpreted in a lot of different ways. Uh, so we'll talk about that. We'll tell you what was good about um, uh, Monday's game as well when we get back next. Locked on Lakers is brought to you by eBay Motors, and our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked on Fantasy basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire every week, we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit your roster. So let's check out who Josh has picked out for this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week, Dante Exum. With the Mavs, uh, Laker fans know this too painfully. Jason Kidd said that even once everyone is back, they're going to keep starting Dante Exum. The shooting is likely going to regress. The Lakers wish it happened a little quicker, but still a starter. That's somebody you should snatch up. And also, Josh Lloyd picked out Torian Prince, um, whose shooting we all know has been a big asset for the Lakers. Josh Already Lloyd picked him up on my team for what it's worth. Yep, Josh Lloyd from Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. It's the same with your vehicle. There is nothing worse than having your vehicle break down in real time. It has happened to me before. It is an absolute hassle. You And I wish 
eBay Motors then had been an option for me because with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. They got brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumper, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it is guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or you get your money back. And at these prices, you are burning rubber, not cash. So, so keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com, eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. Okay, like I said, I get all of the, the it was just, you know, and you look, you say, I agree with you, they missed some shots they could have made early in, in the game on Monday or whatever, but they were also really bad defensively. And, yes. I, you know, I think the, the other problem with the, when you lean really hard, into your defense to the point where you are sort of knowingly setting yourself up to have an issue on the other side of the ball. You you are adding extra pressure on your defense, not to just be good, but you're also going to have possessions that break down where your shots are, you know, you're not, you don't have good floor balance where you might turn the ball over, where you do and all of a sudden now you're going back and you're compromising your defense on the other end because your shot quality and your offense really sucks. That's true. Score. And so I, I just, I feel like. All I'm saying is really quick. I don't think this game early on was an example of that. I do not disagree with you in principle, mm -hmm. but if you look back at what happened that actually put them in that 12-0 start really quickly, it had nothing to do with who was on the right. floor offensively for the Lakers. It actually, it I mean, a, I'm, yeah. it had nothing to do with that. Your broader point may hold true, but what, what I think is interesting about this, just the idea that the Lakers have tested this out now against two elite offensive teams while learning this new defense that they're playing with each other, this new combo together in real time. It is, <laughs> these are two difficult teams to sort of dress rehearsals, so to speak. Again, I'm not saying that nothing has to change, but the stuff that actually put them in this hole to begin with, I don't really think had much to do with the actual lineup offensively. I don't. Um, I don't. I don't entirely agree there. Um, but I mean, I, here's I the give other you the rundown of what happened. I, I I watched the game. I mean, I know what happened. But I'm just saying I don't. But I think the 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 shot quality that they're creating, the shot quality for LeBron, the shot quality for AD, all these things. Just, I don't think. I think they are putting themselves in an enormously difficult spot. And here's the other thing. This is, this is something that occurred to me a little bit later because um, we talked about it. Like we text a lot during games. We're kind of obviously communicating afterwards, setting up to talk about the show. And one of the things in my initial response to this was if like I've said all year long, I do not think playing Cameron Reddish and, and, and Jared Vanderbilt together Ooh, is a good idea. Cameron. Um, no, I, I I started calling him something else. Like it's right, the wrong name. <laughs> I thought not he was on punishment or something. I don't I don't know his middle name. If I start using his middle name too, I Cameron I, Reddish, you are on notice. On notice, your double secret probation. I um, my initial response was, if they're going to play this starting lineup, it's like I don't like it. Cameron Elijah Reddish, you come back here right now. Um, I don't like it, but it's like, okay, they're only going to do it for like 10 minutes a game. 
And thus far in two games, it's been 18 minutes on the floor. By the way, the results, according to Jovan Buha, in a teeny tiny, way too small to analyze sample size, have been horrendous on both sides of the ball. Yeah. Um, yes. I my initial thought was, well, if they're only going to do it for 10 minutes a game, it's not like it's probably not that big of a deal or that bad. But then I thought about it again. If your starting lineup was a good idea. Wouldn't you want to maximize the amount of time that these guys play together? Wouldn't you want to create a lineup that you would want to have? This is something that just occurred to me, you know, like an hour ago. And I could be wrong. I'm, I'm we're workshopping this. Wouldn't it make wouldn't you want a lineup that you would feel comfortable playing for 20 minutes to 25 minutes together or whatever? The start of the half, the end of a half, the start of a half to close the game or something like that, or close to it. And the thing that I don't understand, and and I, I don't know if you do at all either, is if you're going to change the lineup, why wouldn't you at least try the lineup now that Jared Vanderbilt is healthy, that you played pretty consistently to get yourself to the Western Conference Finals last year? That, that lineup has not played a minute together this year. I would be, look, I would be open to it. I think the biggest reason not to do it now, like you can run the look a little bit more. I think the reason you wouldn't want to do it now as a starting lineup this is the devil's advocate argument is it would require you to reconfigure the entire rotation in like games 30 through 40. Like you're, you're literally redoing the entire rotation. That as would be, I think you're just moving. Well, I mean, this has been a pretty significant impact in what the Lakers are doing right, from but, a rotation but, standpoint over the last couple of games. Right, but they've had to do that in part because of necessity with guys in and out of the lineup because of injuries, and then also because something wasn't working, so Darwin was looking to change it, and he clearly identified trying to crank up the defense, and if you're trying to crank, crank up the defense, creating a backcourt of D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves isn't the obvious right. reason. Sure, like, I mean, true. I'm not saying it's the right reason. I'm saying that's that's the reason if you're looking to go in that direction. I uh, do want to mention today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. I mean, look, there um, may be more of a middle ground to discover for, I guess, yet another starting lineup or some type of increased defensive integrity that doesn't hurt the offense as much. Once they are more familiar with each other, because they're also changing some of the ways they play defense. Period. They're switching a lot more. They're they're doing. No, that group is super switchy, which is one right. Of the so, and that's like. not something they've done all season. So, to some degree, it may take it may take some time for what Darwin is envisioning for it to actually happen. It may not, but I'm just saying they're changing a lot of what they were doing. I yeah, look, I mean, and I I which am, you could argue was a bad idea to do in game thirty. I mean. Uh, no, I think they needed. To, I think they needed. I think they needed to change something for for no other reason than there are sometimes when you're just in a in a t dark place as a team, you need to change something. You just need to shift things, whatever, to reinforce the need, the the urgency there. Even if it's not your permanent thing, even if it's not the thing that you want to do long term, even if it's like a temporary kind of band-aid like you've got to get yourself out of what they were doing and i and look i think i don't think the lakers played a terrible game 
on Monday. I think the what Darvin talked about afterwards. Um, I don't. I think they played a good game in Minnesota. They obviously played a good game in Oklahoma City, and they were, I think, often pretty good against Boston. And Boston is a way better team right now, and that showed in the second half as the Lakers got a you know a lead for like thirty seconds, and Boston just slowly built that thing back up and and exerted their dominance over the Lakers. The the, the part about not having the margin for error about being as good, but we, you have to clean up your details and stuff like that. That tells me that they're not close to these teams right now. The belief is that they can be. And so my question for you is, do you agree um, based on what you've seen through what, what game are we on? 30, give or take? This will be 32. Uh, 31, you said? It'll be 32 uh, yeah. so, Thursday against the Hornets. Um, that by the way, it's really good that they have a three day break. Say it. <laughs> Why does it have to be against Charlotte? <laughs> like, I mean, what, they all Tuesday, Wednesday, like, why Charlotte? But all right, you know what? I'll take it, I'll take that three day break so that there is no possible way they can screw up this game. Because, good God, if you don't beat Charlotte, it only gets real dark from there. Yep. Um, but I, I'm just, I, I find these comments that they, they, these guys made after the game, we'll talk about it a lot, you know, before, heading into the game, the Charlotte game, because we do want to make sure we get to the, the Gabe Vincent news. Um, Actually, why don't we I, just let people know what's going on with Vincent? We'll table a larger discussion for the show okay. on Wednesday. It was reported over the weekend that Vincent um, might need surgery, that his team was exploring options and, and all that kind of stuff for the knee that's been bothering him. And it was announced officially on on Monday, I should say, on Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas to you, <laughs> Gabe Vincent, that he is indeed going to get surgery and will be out for six to eight weeks. So that is the news on Gabe Vincent. We will spend a lot more time for Wednesday's show, I guess, breaking down what that means. But let's stick on this, this, these, these comments, like you said, Andy. They were made after the game and kind of what it means for the Lakers going forward. We'll do that next. Locked on Lakers is brought to you by Game Time. And when I was around 12 years old, the police were on the synchronicity tour. It was arguably the hottest ticket in the world. And I couldn't get seats initially and didn't really try that hard afterwards because like, you know what? I'll just catch the next police tour. And they broke up after that one. So I learned that day when it comes to a concert, Carpe Diem, don't miss out if you want to see something. And that is why I love Game Time. It's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy shows, and theater near you. And with killer deals on last-minute tickets and the best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets, start getting hyped for the fun. And they offer the lowest price guarantee. They offer job loss protection. They offer images of Seat views, event cancellation protection. Game time guarantee means you always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. So snag the tickets without the stress using game time. Download the game time app, create an account, use the code locked on NBA for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code locked on NBA for 20 bucks off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? 
Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax, make your moves, they'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. We should note that while Lakers fans are undoubtedly uh, frustrated with what they have seen over the last, really since the, since the end of the IST, do not direct your frustration at Anthony Davis. No. You, you leave that man alone. None of this is Anthony Davis's fault. It is not his his problem. That man is doing his job and the job of a few other people at the same time. Monday, he went for 40, 13, and 4, 15 of 26 from the floor, 8 of 10 from the free throw line. Um, He has been phenomenal. And you look over his last 10, he's averaging... 28 points, 12 and a half rebounds, three assists, over two blocks a game, over a steal a game. He's he's hitting 50, you know, 53% from the field. Like this guy is doing work. You he's actually hitting alone. three pointers uh, now. Not the six a game that Darvin <laughs> had recommended early in the year, but he's actually he his yeah. jumper is back to where the jumper is back. Yeah, the jumper has been fantastic. You know, like there are a lot of, you know, everybody can always do better because if nothing else, everyone should always strive to do better. But when you look at problems on this team, not only is AD not on the list, Anthony Davis is playing like the franchise face Absolutely. that you envision for him now and moving forward. Like that is the one bright side of this, you know, this really bad period the Lakers have been in right now. His play has not dropped off at all. No, and it's actually, I think, elevated. And it's both good and it's also bad. It's like, you know, okay, you're getting what you need from Anthony Davis and you're still suffering like this. And some of it is, I think, when we talk about fatigue, and I think you see it a little bit in Reeves. I think you see it in some other guys. We're really talking about LeBron. And another thing I do not like about this starting lineup is it adds so much to LeBron's... well. Workload. I, it I, depends look, on how you. It depends on how you look at it, though. It may add more to his offensive lineup. Offensive in theory, theoretically, it, take, it, it, it takes, especially too when this is one of the issues. Like especially when everybody in this game had points where they lost track of the details, and that includes LeBron. You know, I I remember sure. seeing him get back cut in this game. I remember seeing him. Get beat for right, there was a play rebounds. Cam Reddish was beat on the floor by Porzingis on like just right. he, a break and like, yeah. like stuff like that. Right. But part of the reality of LeBron at this stage of his career is he ha- for the most part, he paces himself through games. And one of the questions that I think Darvin Ham Darvin Ham has that leads to Things like this lineup, which may ultimately, the starting lineup, which may ultimately turn into an untenable idea, 
is you are making a certain degree of compensations for that and trying to offset it. And as, as great as LeBron can still be and as much as he can still over pockets of games look like not just an elite player, he can look like the best player in the game. Over the course of 48 minutes, you have to manage that. And one of the things that Darwin is trying to figure out, and I think it's obvious with a lineup like this that he landed on, is how do I compensate for LeBron doing a certain degree of coasting early on in games, you know, to start halves, things like that. Again, this might not be the right answer, but it is a question that he has to be asking. I think the 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 bigger the symptom though, you know, the, the, it's the cause of this stuff is the amount that they've leaned on him throughout the season, and so, you know, I whether th maybe this lightens it ultimately, maybe it doesn't. I, I'm again, I'm very skeptical. Um, the but they've obviously worked it too hard <laughs> at the beginning of the year. Um, they've had to do too much. We've had, we've mentioned this on the show. The everydayers will recognize it. We have mentioned too many times, um, the problem with noting how remarkable it is. LeBron is doing all this stuff at age 39, because the idea is that he wouldn't be, mm -hmm. um, not that he wouldn't be performing, but that the Lakers wouldn't need him to do this much because the, the supporting cast would be lifting the team and like i don't know what to think about this off season now because in some ways like they've gotten good results out of cam reddish and uh that were surprising i think torian prince i realize he is a big time target of of a lot of lakers fans but to my mind he is especially after you know first five eight ten games whatever it is Played really well. Like he's doing exactly what they are asking him to do. Um, did a lot of what he was supposed to do against Boston. <laughs> yes, he did. He was don't don't blame him either. He was just fine. Um, but you know the Hayes Wood thing has not worked out at all. Rui Hachimura has been all over the place. I think. Um, you know, since, you know this this season, um, Gabe Vincent. It's not their fault, but Gabe Vincent got hurt. Um, it you know, D'Lo is on the bench now. Like it's it's hard to assess what you know whether or not they really do it and how all these pieces fit together. We thought it was going to be a really nice fit based on what they had last year, and then what they added. But they haven't really done what they did last year. They haven't had been able to because Vanderbilt's been hurt. But they. It hasn't been a let's take what we did last year and supplement it with these guys. It's been let's do something completely different. Not they look, they began the totally season under, you know, like for a reason in a lot of ways, but I'm just saying it hasn't that hasn't happened the way we expected. I mean, look, if you want to take this all the way back to the beginning of the season when we kept hearing about all this continuity, they began the year by implementing a brand new offense and a brand new system, like they went from running four out to five out. You know what I mean? Like they they even they even discontinued the continuity as part of their plan beyond the things they couldn't control, like Jared Vanderbilt's health or a surprise mm -hmm. like Cam Reddish, things like that. Um, what's interesting though, I'm looking at some of LeBron's numbers right now. His minutes are 
the lowest they've been in a while. His usage rate is one of the lowest of his career. Like they are, they are giving other guys more things to do. I think really the problem isn't so much that LeBron is being asked to do everything on a game in game out basis. I think it's more just they feel still dependent on him in a lot of ways. Like there's right. not a yeah, there's not an independence from LeBron that I guess to some degree was probably silly to even think about because if you have LeBron, what's the point? Um, I mean, it, it's it's one thing like you say, like these are questions like you do take the ball out of his hands, like other like let's have LeBron play off ball, and, and like, it never happens. Like that never. But happens. also, like that's where you're saying, like he is LeBron James. You don't right. want to do that, but I, it's it's he can't be both this the son of your offense that everything orbits around, and like your your fourth highest usage think, player. You know what I, I mean? It, like. It's it's it you want them to, you wanted to play fewer minutes you want them to be lower leverage you want and and certain things have to change but like also too you know they I don't know did they think about the impact of the travel did they did they know what the IST was going to be he's well, tired. nobody knew nobody knew <laughs> right the thing he's tired um, and how do you how do you keep this team afloat when the player that you are most dependent on is going through a period where he is not going to be at his best. The LeBron that we got at the beginning of the year, still really good. Don't get, I'm not like trying to bash LeBron, but the, they were sort of staying afloat earlier in the year because they were getting like pretty close to vintage LeBron performances, you know, earlier, you know, in November that just haven't been sustainable over the last you know, seven or eight games. I don't, I don't know exactly how you bring that back other than to just find him rest and days that he can games. He can take off ways to preserve his legs, or whatever they need to figure out how to do it. And part of that is like, I, I mean, I will, we'll, we'll talk about here's this what tomorrow. makes it, here's what makes it complicated to a certain degree. They actually have done that. Like they, they actually have. And you start wondering, like, I would love to see LeBron's minutes go from, I think he's currently averaging a little under 35. I would love to see it get down to, say, 33. But the truth, and, and I think it would right. make a difference. Sure. But the truth is, it can't go down much lower. He, he has the highest usage rate on the team, but it's low by LeBron's standards. But it can't get much lower and have him still be LeBron. Right. I mean, um, the, the real the question is like, is this team around LeBron? around Anthony Davis as good as we thought it was going to be as good as we thought it could be or whatever. I, mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I will, we quit here, but like I am, I am generally deferential on choices around rotations because I just believe that these guys know things. The coaching staff sees things and knows things and thinks of two or three moves down that I don't see because that's what they do for a living. And this is what I do for a living. This is one where, I didn't get it from the beginning. And I wonder if in a time where the Lakers, if they really don't have that margin for error, these kinds of choices are magnified and bad, obviously bad choices are, are magnified that much more. So I want to, I have a bunch of questions that I want to kick around tomorrow. We definitely want to get back into this Gabe Vincent stuff uh, because it has an impact now and in February, around the trade deadline. Um, Locked on Lakers on YouTube is where you can go to hang out, see the show, um, talk to us, talk to uh, other 
viewers of the show, leave us questions, leave us comments. Let us know what you think about the new starting lineup. Uh, we will talk get a lot of those comments in this week. Uh, we will see everybody tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.